0: Hey, this is Rob Jonas, editor of Capital Region High School Sports.com, and you are listening to Capital Region High School Sports, the podcast. You're on Anchor FM. Let's talk some basketball here on Capital Region High School Sports, the podcast. Now, we're going to talk about Colonial Council boys basketball. I know there's plenty of storylines going on at suburban council, but also Joseph the third? a few other leagues, and we'll get to all of them in future episodes. I want to focus on the Colonial Council boys basketball scene right now because there are several teams in that league that I think are worth watching top of the list right now, and also in first place overall, would be Chalmont, who are undefeated after nine games. And among their wins, they've beaten LaSalle, they've beaten Marvillite, and they've had wins over three non-section two teams. Now, Chalmont, last year, they got to the sectional finals before losing to uh, McHill Christian Academy. And more to the point... One of the teams that they beat last year on the way to the finals was Glens Falls. So we know that this Shaman team has the capability of you know, beating some of the better teams in Section 2. And they've certainly improved it again so far this year. Leader of that team, of course, is Shane O'Dell. Uh, he's been having a monster season again for the Sabres, averaging nearly 30 points per game. He is getting some help this year from LJ Randall, who's averaging nearly 15 points a game. And, of course, Shalmont's getting contributions here or there from some other players. Bottom line is, Shalmont has looked really good thus far. I don't know if I can absolutely say that they are the favorite to win the Class B title this year in Section 2, but they certainly are among the teams that will have a very good chance of it. Another team that's done very well thus far this year is Cobleskill-Richmondville, who are currently sitting at, with, at 7-1 overall. They have a quality win over Voorheesville this season. They are more of a balanced offense. Um, between Donovan Picotti, Andrew Tracy, and Steve Maniscalco, this is a team that really thrives on balance rather than having one or two players kind of lead the pack. Um, They also are in Class B So it's going to be a little bit tougher For them to get Maybe to the semifinals or the finals A lot of it will depend on Where they're seated And certainly we still have to see How they do with the rest of the Colonial Council season But for now They look like a team that Could give somebody some trouble in sectionals Um, Another team that we got to talk about Water Elite They've got a six and two overall record with quality wins over Boysville and Gilderland. I know Gilderland is way down this year, but still anytime you can beat a suburban council team when you come from the colonial council, it's a good win. Uh, Messiah Mallory has been the leader of the Cannoneers this year. He's averaging nearly 21 points per game. Uh, Derek Beeson is another quality player for the Cannoneers. Uh, and, you know, let's face it, War of Elite has been at or near the top of Section 2 and whatever class that they put, played in for a number of years now. Even if they don't make it to the semifinals this year, they're going to make a real strong push for it. I wouldn't rule them out. Certainly they have some quality talent over there. Uh Vorysville, I mentioned them briefly before, they're 7-3 overall. Um, they've got a quality win over Mahonsen this season. Of course, Mahonsen new to the Colonial Council after having played in the Suburban Council for a lot of years. Um, of course, though, so the other thing is Mahonsen is a defending Section 2 Class A champion, so that even though they're having a little bit of a struggle this year making the adjustment to the Colonial, um, for will to beat, um, Mahonsen is a very big deal in my book Uh, Boysville is currently being led by Joe it's averaging 17.2 points per game they of course are going to be part of that very very loaded class B field I'll tell you right now I do not envy the section 2 basketball committee when they have to seed class B in boys because that is going to be very interesting with so many teams coming from so many different leagues. And we'll get into that probably in mid-February as we wrap up the regular season in high school hoops. Um, I expect Class B to be extremely, extremely tough to call. With all the different teams that you got to factor in. Including Glenn's Falls, obviously. McKeel Christian. It, there's going to be a lot of teams to talk about at that point, but for now, we're just focusing on the Colonial Council. Lansingburg, they are doing well within the league. They're 3 1 in the league. Um, they are a little bit above 500 overall, though, but that's because they have had a fairly difficult um, non league schedule. But among their wins this season, I need to point out they beat Columbia recently. In Boston Squad tournament. Again, Colonial Council team being a Suburban Council team, and Columbia's not having a bad season, folks. So, for Lansingburg to beat Columbia, again, that's a fairly big deal in my book. So, you have to keep an eye on Lansingburg. Uh, Isaiah Knight's currently the top player there with 19 points per game. So, keep your eye on for Lansingburg as we get into January here. On the basketball front, switching gears to suburban council girls basketball. Um, there's been a bit of an early surprise this year with Gilderland. They've gotten off to a five and one start in the league, six and one overall. Um, this is a team that has been struggling for several years, kind of get back into being a contender in suburban council. Um, new head coach uh, Chuck Mack has done. A fantastic job of getting Lind into a position where they can contend in that blue division um, they've had quality wins over Bethlehem, uh, Niskiuna and then a non-league win over Kingston and Amsterdam's uh, Holiday College Showcase last week um, they have lost to Saratoga though but nonetheless this is a team that seems to have turned a corner they're being led by Valencia to know posan Sorry if I mispronounced your name. Um, but she's averaging 21 points per game right now for the Lady Dutch. And there are some other players on that team that have been making solid contributions. I would keep an eye out for Gilderland because they might very well be a factor going down the stretch. Um, the team that's had possibly the biggest turnaround on the other side of the coin is Bethlehem. But it's understandable because Bethlehem graduated virtually everybody from the team that wound up going to the Class AA Finals last year. So, it's it's not exactly unexpected that they were struggling a bit this year, but there is some talent there. It's young talent. Um, Abel Claire has been doing pretty well as she's adjusting to a starter's role this year. She's averaging 10.4 points per game. Uh, Julia Harvey is another one of the new starters on the team. She's averaging averaging 12.3 points per game. So between those two, you know, the other kids on that team, you know, as they get uh, better settled into being starters, they should, you know, play better in the second half of the season. Um the other development there is uh, Kim Wise is back as head coach at Bethlehem she had left the program back in the early 2000s you know take time to focus on you know family she's back now coaching after you know quite you know quite a bit of time but she's got these girls playing well They just need to get some wins under them Um, by far the best team, of course, in Suburban Council right now is Albany. They've gotten off to a fantastic start at 10-0 overall. Um, they've got wins over Bethlehem, Saratoga and April Park. They've got a really talented, uh, player in Anisha Jackson. She's averaging nearly 19 points per game. I just think that, you know, having beaten Saratoga, who's one of the elite teams from the Blue Division along with April Park, which is a very strong team in the Gold Division with uh, Albany. It it bodes well for them. It bodes well for the Lady Falcons. I think they're going to be probably, if they continue this at this rate, it could very well be the number one seed for uh, sectionals. Other teams to keep your eye on as we go down the stretch here for Southern Council Girls Basketball, obviously Saratoga they've been doing very well this year at 7-3 overall uh, they've got Kerry um, Flaherty and Dolly Cairns leading the way for them you know, th- those two have been playing varsity basketball at Saratoga for years now and, you know, if ever there was an opportunity for them to lead Saratoga to the Section 2 title it would be this year the field is wide open um, Shenandoah 8-2 eight, eight and two. I think they could be another factor. Uh, Colony, the defending Section 2 champions. They're seven and three. I think they are going to be a you know quality team down the stretch. So there's several teams in the suburban council to keep an eye on. And one more, obviously I mentioned April Park before. They're actually eight and two overall. They will be I don't know if they will be the actual number one seed when all is said and done, but they have probably the inside track, the number one seed for Class A. And of course, they've won, I don't know how many Class A titles in a row now. It's certainly been, you know, last few years over Amsterdam each year. So, gotta make sure you keep an eye on April Park because that's gonna be a team that's likely to go very far this year. So that wraps up the basketball section of this inaugural edition of the Capital Region High School Sports, the podcast. Let's talk some high school hockey here on Capital Region High School Sports, the podcast. As we enter the month of January, the standings in the Capital District High School Hockey League are as follows. In first place, with a perfect 5-0 record against league opponents and an overall mark of 7-1, we find the Albany Academy Cadets. Now, Albany Academy is fielding a Section 2 team for the first time since the 1991-92 season. They moved to a prep league in New England after the 1991-92 season, and they still have a team in that league but now they've added one for the Capitol District High School Hockey League. The Cadets have been led by three players on offense. Anthony Saracolo, who has 11 goals and 8 assists. Dan Mosier, who has 9 goals and 6 assists. And Connor Momro, who has 5 goals and 8 assists. And in goal for the Cadets this season has been Dan Guy, who has played extremely well for them. He's, of course, got a record of 7-1 with a 2.31 goals against average and a save percentage of a little over 91%. Now, mind you, the cadets have yet to play teams like Bethlehem and Shenandoah and some of the other traditional Section 2 powers, so we don't really have a full sense of where the cadets are at this point in the hierarchy, but you can bet that Albany Academy, coached by Dave Ryder, is going to be a factor this season. Speaking of factors, certainly one team that's going to be in the conversation for the league and Section 2 titles is defending champion Bethlehem. The Eagles have gotten off to another flying start with a 4-1 record in the league and an overall mark of 9-1. They are currently ranked 7th in New York State. That's the highest ranking for any Section 2 team in hockey in New York. And these guys have an amazing offense. I've seen them play a couple of times. They score goals in bunches. When they get going, it's hard to stop them. They've got a great line anchored by Michael Bievenu and Justin Chanelli and Connor Carroll. These three guys, let me tell you, they have been red hot. Yevonu and Shinnelli each have 16 goals this season, while Carroll has 8 goals and 12 assists. This is going to be a handful for any Section 2 team going forward. And you got to have good goaltending if you're going to be a factor, and certainly Bethlehem has that with Michael Kurziolik. This kid so far has an 8-1 record with a 2.00 goals against average and save percentage of just a tick under 92%. So, look for Bethlehem to also be a big factor. There are several other teams to watch, of course. Um, One of the teams that's gone off to a good start in the league, but has struggled a little bit outside of league play has been Niski and Schenectady Albany. Yeah, that's a mouthful. And there are several programs in the CDHSHL, just like them. A lot of merged programs. Um, but it's all for the best because it gives more players from across Section 2 the opportunity to play. Um, another prime example, Shaker Colonies, now the Capital District Jets. They can get players now from um, April Park, Columbia, and Tamarack. Another team I just call them the, the storm, but involves players from Girdland, Mahonason, Shalmont, Boresville, and Scotia Glenville. So, Nisguyen and Schenectady Albany is no different. Albany actually just recently joined forces with Nisguyen and Schenectady. It has been Nisguyen and Schenectady for a very long time. Now you got players from Albany coming in. So that's definitely a plus for the Mohawks. Now, they are 3-1-1 one, one in the league, but 4-4-1 four, four, overall. Their best player continues to be their goaltender, Tony Katukno, who has the best save percentage in Section 2 at 92.3%. He sports a 4-2-1 record. So, with him anchoring that defense, the Mohawks might be one of those teams that... As their offense develops more, they could be, you know, a team to keep an eye on as we go through January and February. Obviously, there are teams' traditional powers. Saratoga Springs, for example. They are currently 3-2 in the league and an impressive 7-3 and three overall. This is a team that is led by two players. <coughs> Will DeTora. And Joe Modio, Combined, these guys have scored 12 goals and dish out 15 assists I expect that other players for Saratoga are going to continue to contribute and you can bet that the Blue Streaks will be in the running for a top 4 seed I can just sense it uh, Another team that we need to keep an eye on is Burnhill's Boston Spa. Now, these guys are also 3 2 in the league, and they sport a 6 3 overall mark. And these guys, just like Bethlehem, great offense. You know, they're led by the grabs Miles Grab and Owen Grab. Miles, one of the elite goal scorers in Section 2 right now, he's got 14 goals along with 8 assists. Owen Grab, he's been a contributor as well, going with seven goals and eight assists. And Oliver Matheson, you know, another contributor for Vernos Boston Spa with seven goals and seven assists. So if that offense keeps going the way it has been, I expect that Vernos Boston Spa will be one of those teams again that you must watch. Because they could be something special too. Shenandoah, we haven't seen a lot in terms of how they fit into the league yet because they've only played three games. They have an overall mark of 5-3. They've won two of their three league games, including that win over Bethlehem. Um, their goaltender, Kent Laden he's been very good for them thus far. In his four starts, he's got a 3.01 goals against average and a save percentage of 91.8. So... You gotta think that uh, you know if he's anchoring down that defense, and they get some more offense going, and as we can see how they you know play when they start going up against more league opponents, planesmen certainly have been known in the past to be you know in that hunt for the championship. I expect nothing less than them this year. And finally, on the Division One side of the CDHSHL, we've got Christian Brothers Academy, another program that over the last several years has become an elite program within Section 2, or at least a very good one. Currently, they stand at 3-2 in the league. They have an overall record of 5-4, and, and their best uh, offensive player thus far has been Ryan Dollar with 8 goals this season. And goaltender Josh Coburn has a 2-2 two and two record in his starts with a 90.2% save percentage, so that's a look at the Division One side of the CBHSHL. Uh, there's only one Division Two program in the CDHSHL. that's Queensbury. Now Queensbury's not big on go- scoring goals; they've only scored 27 this year. However, they've only allowed 19 goals this year, and they way to a two and two league record and a 5-2 and two overall mark. And largely responsible for that uh, low goals against total is goaltender Owen Smith, who has sported a 2.15 goals against average and a 90.3% save percentage in his six starts. So now, Queensbury basically just goes on to the state level. Um, they don't have to you know, involving themselves with the section two playoffs, but certainly it'll be interesting to see how they match up against the rest of section two this year. And then once we get out of that, we'll see how they do in regionals. And that is a look at things in the CDHSHL as we enter the month of January. Well, we've come to the end of the first episode of Capital Region High School Sports, the podcast. My name is Rob Jonas, editor and founder of Sports.com. I want to thank you very much for listening to this first episode. New episodes will be uploaded every Friday through Anchor.fm, and you'll be able to hear it on your favorite streaming service, and you will also find it on my website at Sports.com. So again, thank you for listening, and see you next week.